Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. And with us today again is Kirstie Miles. Welcome, Kirstie. Hi. So again, at this point, I don't even really know if you're a guest or not. I don't think so. But Kirstie and I today are finishing up a three-part series on moving from good to great. As a therapist, you know, we all start out as good, but then we're always striving to be great. So Kirstie and I are talking about how to be great. And so we did the first podcast on communication. We did the second podcast on adaptability. And this last podcast we're doing has to do with attitude and work ethic. So, Kirstie, why don't you explain to people like why we even decided to do this podcast series anyway? Why are we even doing this? We interview ongoing at PDT. We're always looking for the right fit and the right who, because with the right who, you can do a whole lot. But within the interview process, inevitably, people ask us, what are you looking for in a candidate, in a therapist, in an employee? And so that really spurred this podcast of what we're looking for and why. With the right communication skills, with the right ability to be adaptable and the attitude wanting to be adaptable, and then now with the right just general attitude and work ethic, really, you can do great things. And as a therapist, you can be great. So today we are talking about attitude and work ethic. Kirstie, why don't you start us off? When I think of work ethic, just overall big picture, the goal is make things better. And so again, being all in, we talk about in our previous podcast about adaptability and being in the moment, but every day that I show up, I am all in. I am here to help make things better, to improve, to help children reach their goals, to help therapists reach their goals. And so I'm on the team. You know, T.D. Jakes talks about being gallon people. And so Kirsten and I talk a lot about being gallon people, meaning we drink the whole gallon. We don't drink a pint. You know, we're gallon people, meaning we are all in. And what that means for us is we're all in as it related to therapy. Those kiddos coming in are going to get all of us. They're going to get our A game every time. But it also means for all of the therapists working here and the admin staff working here, they're going to get our A game as well. We are all in. And so Kirsty's right. We strive every day to make things better. Work ethic doesn't mean we work 24-7, though that could be argued sometimes for Kirsty's and my schedule. <laughs> However, um, for the purposes of this podcast, podcast, we're not talking about working all the time. We're just talking about when you're at work being all in and making things better. So when we talk about work ethic, I think there's a couple of key points. If your mentality is, oh, I work eight to five, so I will show up at eight o'clock and I will leave the door at five o'clock and it's going to hit me in the butt on the way out. This might not be it for you because you have to get to work with a plan. You have to get to work with enough time to open up your computer, figure out who you're seeing that day, have a plan generally for how your workday is going to flow and be prepared to work. And you can't do that if you're rolling in at eight o'clock for your eight o'clock patient. Plus, if we're saying, hey, we have to be in the moment and be all in and, you know, my coffee hasn't kicked in yet because I rolled in the door with it. Well, you're not going to give your patient at eight o'clock your A game and they really deserve your a game, just like your 11 o'clock and your two o'clock and your four o'clock. But what about the eight o'clock? They should get that same level of care also. So we talk about arriving to work, ready to work. If you are going to see a medical professional and you're their eight o'clock patient, aren't you wanting somebody's A game? I was somebody's eight o'clock patient this morning and I wanted their A game. My appointment was at eight. I was there at eight. 
They were there ready to go at eight and I wanted their A game because that's what I expect. So that's what we deliver. We are ready to roll at eight. And also I think with work ethic, if you're all in and you're trying to make things better, I think the collateral things, meaning like you're at a school today and all of a sudden there's an IEP meeting at 10 a.m. that you didn't know about. Or overnight, the people who came in and cleaned the building, thank goodness they come in and clean the building. They moved the whole therapy room around. So the stuff where you found it yesterday isn't the same exact spot today. That doesn't bother you so much because all in you're going to make things better and you realize you're there for the kiddos so then you're all in you're going to make things better and that's an impactful way to start your day and to be a team member and to conduct yourself regarding work ethic people who do that are great therapists and they are impactful therapists they're impacting people's lives people they work with the children and the families they see they're making a lifelong impact So the next item under work ethic is environment. And environment's really important because as soon as that family gets to the parking lot, if they've got to step over trash or they walk in the front door of the waiting room and things aren't clean or it smells funny or whatever, because, you know, it's a medical office, so there's all types of smells that happen during the course of a day and spills that happen during the course of a day. And if that's their first impression, that's going to impact their entire experience. And so if you're showing up at work and there's trash in the parking lot because it blew out of somebody's trash can last night, pick it up on your way in and throw it away. It's very important to pay attention to what your environment is like. And I think that's really part of work ethic. And it's also being respectful to the people who work around you. And you're just aware of your space. So it goes with environment, but it also goes with awareness of your space because we don't have rooms assigned at PDT. We don't say, oh, this is my room. This is my therapy room. We work where the child needs. So if you're working with a child and you know that somebody else has a child in that room and your presence bringing another child in that room is going to disrupt their therapy session, you need to be aware enough to go, you know what? We should probably go somewhere else. Because it's not about us. It's about the child. So if you are like, oh, this is my room, then it's about you all day. You have to change what you do all day and adapt where your body is if you have the luxury of having multiple rooms to work in to meet that child's needs. And if I leave my therapy space, for example, and I'm in one therapy room for this couple of sessions, and then say we've played with kinetic sand that we have, and I've left the sand all over the floor, then whoever's coming in behind me, I'm being very disrespectful to their workspace and what's happening with their children. So, you know, I can just grab the dust buster right quick and get that sand up. It's not that big a deal. And that's part of work ethic, meaning I'm just going to take three seconds and get that done, but I'm being respectful of others, but it really speaks to my work ethic. And that small thing right there makes an impact on others. I'm recognizing, hey, your time is important. What you're going to do with your patients is important. So I'm going to leave the workspace so that you can adapt and you can do what you got to do for this kiddo today. So another key point under work ethic is the fact that, you know, as a therapist, you're in a professional position. If it's your first position or if it's your 10th position, it doesn't matter. It's a professional role so that sometimes you have to do stuff that's going to cause your lunch to get shortened or you're going to cram a sandwich in your mouth or eat crackers in a hurry so that you can quick make a phone call or write up this evaluation really quick. So, you know, it just means that you got to adapt your day a little bit to get the work done. It may mean that you get there a little extra early in the morning or you stay a little extra that day. Some weeks are busier than others, and that's just the way it is. And so I think your work ethic has to meet that. I mean, what do you think, Kirsty? If you're getting caught up in this, oh, I have no time. I don't have time for lunch. I don't have time to do this. You're making 
making it all about you and it's not about you. Yes, you should have time during the day to quick go to the bathroom in between patients. Certainly. But And there have been days I'm like, oh, yes, I forgot. I needed to go to the bathroom three hours ago and I forgot to go. Yes. <laughs> like the <laughs> yes. day has been that busy. But there are those days we're busy because, again, we're out there providing services to other people. And when you don't make it about you, it opens you up to be that more present for the people around you. And so I just think that the work ethic is really important as far as the attitude that you bring. Yeah, which really moves us over to attitude, and which is another part of this podcast. I say this all the time in interviews when people ask, what are you looking for? Sometimes I usually start with attitude and work ethic. I know it's the third one in this podcast series, but I usually start with that first because attitude's huge. So one of the key things we talk about here at PDT is positivity. And that doesn't mean you have to come in every day singing kumbaya and holding hands and everything's rainbows and unicorns. It's not. But generally, I'm happy about being here. I'm happy about the children I'm seeing. I'm happy about whatever therapist I'm working with. I'm happy about whatever admin staff I'm working with. Are there things that I have to do today that I don't want to do? Yep. But I'm overall positive. And I think it's really important to be positive. And the, what keeps you positive and what keeps you generally happy about what you're doing is that you're understanding you're making a difference. You're making an impact. You are helping people with whatever their area of need is. You're meeting that need and you're helping them to make a difference in that life. And that's, I mean, what's not positive about that? So one of the children that I've saw in PT through the years, one client that maybe made the most impact in my life, this little person had a life expectancy of only up to five years. And as she got older, and I saw her when she was about two up until she passed away a little bit before she turned five, as she got a little older, she lost her hearing, she lost her eyesight, you know, she really couldn't sit up on her own. She really lost a lot of the skills that she had barely gotten when she started to lose them. But this little person made a huge impact in my life because she was the happiest little person I think I've ever met. She was always happy. She was always smiling. She loved people. And yeah, could I get caught up in, oh gosh, she can't do this. And oh my gosh, she can't do this now. And oh, she's losing that skill. I could have, but instead, hey, look, where can I make the biggest impact today based on what this child needs from me? So I could have got caught up in all the negatives, but that really didn't help her. And my attitude, if I got caught up in the negative, that wasn't going to help anybody. So instead, we just celebrated where she was and what she could do and how I could best impact her. I did it, you know? To me, that's having the right attitude. And it's also not getting caught up in letting other circumstances that are out of your control bring you down. Well, and I think that's another point under attitude, too. We talk about focus. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're focused on the goals and if you're focused on why you're here and your purpose and your mission, you don't really get lost in that collateral stuff. So when they do have a meeting in the middle of the day that you didn't know about, okay, fine. But hey, I'm here to help make an impact in this child's life. So okay, there's a meeting today. I didn't know about it. Let me get my mess together right quick so I can be there and make a difference in that meeting. And you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm just not ready. I can't get ready. Yeah, okay, you got to get your paperwork ready. But if they just told you the last minute, they're probably gonna be okay with you getting that in late unless it's your mistake that you've just forgot. But if they didn't really tell you about the meeting, they're probably gonna give you some space and time on the paperwork potentially. But at the same time, you're ready, meaning you're prepared for the meeting because you know about this little person so you can present on whatever it is because you've been focused and attentive and paying attention to what's happened with this child. So it's not a stretch for you to go into the meeting and talk about their goals. You already know about all that. So if you're also talking about focus too, let's go ahead and talk about gossip because the way we see gossip at PDT is we use Dave Ramsey's definition. We're giving him credit, but we, we use his definition of gossip, which is if you tell somebody something negative that they can't do anything about, that's gossip. So if I'm spending my day complaining to Kirsty about stuff that she can't do anything about, like, gosh, I don't like the color of these walls, they're blue. She can't come paint these walls. That's not her gig. So 
It's just stealing time from her. It's not helping with the mission and the overall, the what this organization at PDT is, wherever organization where you work is about. And so that just steals time from her, gets her off focus, and that doesn't help or make an impact to anybody. So if my attitude is about, oh, I really want to sit and listen to the gossip, or I want to talk to other people about things they can't do anything about, I need to check my attitude and figure out why I'm doing that and make some choices for myself so I don't. You know, because if you work for an organization that's approachable, and Hayden and I are very approachable, we tell people all the time, if you have questions, ask us. We're happy to answer the questions. Some people like a lot of input. Again, going back to the personality stuff, some people don't want it. They're just like, tell me what to do. I'll do that. And I'm good. Don't give me the rest because I don't need it. They just don't need the why. They just need, okay, do this. Mm -hmm. Some people want to know and understand and need the input so they can better piece together the puzzle and it makes more sense to them. So if you're choosing not to do something that we need done at PDT and you're making a choice not to do it and we have to follow back up with you and around with you and your attitude is generally, well, I don't just see the point. Well, number one, you need to check your attitude. (laughs) Number two, if you're a person that needs more input and information, then you need to ask why. So you need to take initiative to do that. Take it to the source, the person who has the answer, not the co-worker, because they may not have the answer. It shouldn't be taking it to other people who can't do anything about it. And find out why. Find out why that's in place if you need to better understand it, because there is a rhyme or reason for things. Yeah. If you find yourself complaining about things all day long about, well, I don't know why they expect us to do this, or how are they expect us to do that, or what is this? about. We have to do this now. If you're complaining constantly about that, then you've got a real attitude problem. The gossip of stealing from those others around you is taken away. It's also taken away from making an impact on the families. And what you could do is stealing from your own gifts because you're so busy dealing with and talking about all the negative and the gossip and everything else that you're not able to really be impactful and helpful to those families and other people in that child's continuum of care like you should be. So you really need to check your attitude and figure out why it is you're doing that. And maybe you need to make a change for yourself and figure out a way that you can be happy and impactful, but gossip doesn't help anybody. The quote by Maya Angelou is, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. I think that says a lot, you know? If you think you can't work in a situation and you can't change it, then either you need to change your situation or change your attitude. But the problem is you, not the situation. And I think the one other thing under attitude too is we look for people that are open to learning. We are in a profession that's ever evolving, changing, and learning. And we all have something to learn, no matter what position that we're in. So with attitude to learn and somebody mm-hmm. who's positive about learning and excited to learn, they're open to taking in more information and seeing the different ways and different approaches to do things. Those are fun people to work with. They are. You know, and I think if you ever get to a point in your career when you're like, okay, well, I got it. I know it all. You've got a real problem on your hands because how can we know it all in the healthcare industry? They're always coming up with something new and different and every person presents in a little bit different way, which makes this job so cool. And so you got to figure out each one of these little people and that just is exciting. So if you think you know it all, that could be a problem. That is a problem. And if you notice in all three of these podcasts, we haven't said when people ask us, hey, what are you looking for in a candidate? We have to say, oh, you need to know A, B, and C of speech therapy or A, B, C, D, E, F, G of physical therapy. That's not it. If you have an attitude to learn, what you understand and learn and what your ability to do with speech therapy, OT, or PT will grow as you grow. So that's fine. You, you don't learn. need to know everything about coding, how yeah. to write an evaluation, how to write a daily note, what insurances require what. We'll teach you all that. Yeah. How we to... know that. We got that. Yeah. So I think with any situation, it's just the attitude of learning and continuously growing and making things better. I feel like I'm kind of going back around to say what we've said before, but really it's all the same thing. So an attitude to learn, positivity, focus, 
not getting caught up in the gossip, recognizing what it is and stop doing it. I mean, I caught myself doing it the other day and I said, hey, look, gosh, people, this is gossip. I am gossiping. We have a no gossip policy here. I'm going to stop. You all here in this room cannot do anything about what I'm talking about right now. So I am going to check myself and my own attitude. So sometimes you have to be real honest with yourself to end this process, Mm -hmm. you know, of your own attitude. You have to evaluate yourself and make sure your attitude is like it should be. For those of you that don't know, Hayden is a huge Star Wars fan. Most life so, experiences, honestly, can be explained with the Star Wars type of situation, right? Really, I don't think I've come across many where Star Wars doesn't explain it. So now you know. And so, <laughs> so Kiersey's like, and next. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you, Hayden. And moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, now that my kids are into it, I'm like, so I talked excited. about the dark side the other day. And I'm kind of like, oh, my gosh, what's happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> don't cross over to the dark side. Don't, don't. We were reading the Harry Potter book and I'm like, the dark side. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm combining Star Wars and Harry Potter now. It applies. It applies. <laughs> it does. But I think you've used that terminology before and it goes back to this is not about us. We are the Yoda. We, we are, are here Yoda. to help these children and mentor these families into what to do with their child to achieve their goals and meet their goals. But really the story's about them, not us. So if you're in this looking for recognition for yourself of like, I got this child here. I did this for this child. You're on the wrong team. You know, I need some recognition because I took the trash out today. You're in this for the wrong situation because it's not about you. The story's not about you. You're Yoda. You're the mentor. You're the guide. You're the helper. You're the servant. You're not the star of the show. The star of the show are all these little people that come through the door every day. They are the star of the show. It's about them. And that's what we do. And so if you find yourself without that attitude, that's a problem. Really, that's one of the biggest obstacles from good to great. Great therapists understand that that's what this is about. They understand that they are Yoda. And then what they do during the day is an offshoot of that. So as we wrap the series up, let's just go back and highlight each three. When we talk about good therapists moving to great therapists, and when Kirsten and I get this question all the time, we're talking about, you know, we want to work with and we do work with great therapists. We've been doing this for a while, and so we want to help good therapists become great therapists. You know, it's what we do. We want to help these kids get great So the things that we look for and the things that we value and help really a therapist become great is communication. And that was the first podcast. If we're talking about therapists going from good to great, I don't think you set out as a therapist and go, you know what? I'm a good therapist. I want to be a great one. Let me do these things. I think you focus on the things. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think you go, okay, so I'm going to work on my communication and here's what I need to work on and focus on under communication as far as, you know, my professionalism and maintaining my boundaries with patients and protecting patients' confidentiality. Also working really hard during the workday to do my evaluations, do my daily notes and get that all done during the workday and communicate what is needed, working on my home exercise programs to be clear and concise and doable for the family and just overall clarity. That was the main takeaway from that podcast. Clarity is kindness and it stemmed from there. So yes. And then also, you know, we did another podcast on adaptability. So we go where the need is. We go to the children that need us. It's not about us. It's not, oh, I don't want to drive five minutes up the road and go to that daycare. (laughs) It's not about us. Or I don't like the schools. I don't want to go into the schools. That doesn't make for a great therapist with that attitude. I don't really like working with that teacher. So I just don't want to go in there anymore. If you can find somebody else to work that contract, that would be better. That's not great. Good fly. 
It's not that, great. No, because guess what? Every day you go to work, you don't get to pick who you want to work with. That's just not what it's about. And, you know, if you find yourself saying that about one particular teacher, they might be saying that about you, too. So it can go both ways. You know, you have to be careful. So and that's just not great. Again, to bring it back around to our current podcast, if your overall attitude and work ethic is one of Yoda, it's not about me. I'm here to help the people, help the children, help the families. Then you're going to strive to do the better communication, the better home program, better quality daily notes, better quality evaluations, better at asking the parent what it is that you want for your child, because it's not about the goal plan I make. I'm here to educate you. So it's more of a two-way street. If you're, again, about the children and about the Yoda. (laughs) About (laughs) being the helper. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then you're adaptable. You understand that you need to go where the need is and that the needs shift and change because organizational needs shift and change. And guess what? When somebody decides to move out of state, then yes, it does mean more work, but you're on the team. So you're going to jump in and help and do because that's what we do. And it's not, oh, I have the people that I serve and that's it. It's like, yes, I got to jump over and help these kids too because they need help too. Because when it's somebody else's most special person coming through the door, that's what we do. We help somebody else's most special person because one day it's going to be your most special person that you're accompanying to a health situation and you want whatever provider's there, you want them to be great. So it's the same kind of thing. You've got to recognize what it is we do. So to sum all this up, it's recognizing, hey, we are a service industry. We have the opportunity to help all of the people and to help these people that come to us to give them our A game to meet their needs and to do that and to do it great. It's your communication skills, your adaptability, and your attitude and work ethic. Those are the key components to being great. You got to stretch yourself. You mm-hmm. you can't just come in and check the box. You got to stretch yourself and really self-assess, like, where can I grow? Yeah, this is also the key to burnout, too, because I hear that, too. But I've never really experienced it, but I've heard stuff about burnout. I don't 100% understand it, but really this also, good to great, is the key to no burnout. How can you burn out when you're constantly growing? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Kirsten and I enjoyed spending time with you. If you haven't heard part one and two yet, go back and check that out. Great stuff in there. So, Kirsty, thank you for helping me with this podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and check out other podcasts that we have on our website at pediatricdt.com. And then also check out The Working Therapist. There's all of our podcasts are there. You can also check them out on iTunes and Stitcher because they're there also. So thanks again, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast, or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 